0: Hey, Grace Point, welcome to Thursday night. Good to see everybody again. Anybody out there watching, we just pray that God opens your heart and your mind to the Word of God. I pray, Father, you give me grace to preach it. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation as we encounter you in the Word. Lord, change us. We open up our hearts, Lord. I open up my heart. And we open up our hearts to receive from you because that's what we need. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, chapter 18 of Matthew, we're going to pick up right there.
1: Excuse
0: me. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? What a lesson. This is going to go right in, uh, to go right in along with last (laughs) week's lesson. I really didn't realize it, but it does. And Jesus called a little child to him, and he set the child in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you can by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives a child like this in my name receives me. Really, really good, okay? Really ties into what I was teaching last week about how Jesus received kids and the meekness and gentleness of Jesus. You know, yeah, he was, Jesus was going to encounter the scribes and Pharisees because their system was corrupt, and he, he's a prophet, and he is gonna demand that they come to repentance. No doubt about that. He didn't back away from that, but he was meek and lowly in heart, and people received him. And here he shows it by bringing a kid into the midst, and he's saying, Hey, you got to be humble and humble yourself just like a little kid. And I've taught on this before, but one of the greatest aspects of a child. Is they are one hundred percent teachable. One of the hardest things about being a pastor and teaching the word of God, and I have classes I teach, and people have been instructed by so many instructors. They've had received so many, so much teaching, or people sometimes people just have pride. They they think they know it all. When I first came into the kingdom years ago. I had been raised up in a certain denomination. I had to reserved certain teaching, and I couldn't receive from my pastor in certain areas because I had been taught different things, and I had to unlearn some things I was taught that wasn't right. I was never taught the supernatural. But I had been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I knew something different was going on than the way I had been taught. I wasn't taught about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know God did miracles. I'd never seen miracles. No one prayed. We always prayed, if it be thy will. So I had to get a child's mind. I had to humble myself in order to be able to receive from my teacher and say, hey, I don't know everything. Maybe some of this stuff I was taught wasn't right. I really do think that's at the heart when Jesus said you have to hate your mother and hate your brother and... You know, uh, your own life also. I really believe that's at the heart of it. He's saying anything that you've been taught, anything that you've learned, anything that you know that separates me from you, you got to hate it. And even your own life. You have to reject, you know, if you're a Buddhist, you got to reject Buddhism in order to receive Jesus. If you're a Muslim, you got to reject Muhammad in order to receive Jesus. You're a philosopher. There's a lot. I listened to a podcast yesterday, and this guy was bringing Friedrich Nietzsche into the podcast. And I'm really glad I listened to it, because now I know why I disagree with Nietzsche so much. Everything he said, I'm like, I don't believe that. Everything he said was almost antichrist. It was anti-Bible. It really is a, a, a new way. It's where... The way this guy was presenting Nietzsche was that good is evil, and evil's good. It's good to be selfish. It's good <clears throat> to reject the conventional morality you've been taught and come up with your own morality. I mean, it's just good, and, and there's a lot to it. I, you know, it's very interesting. I have to tell you, it's very interesting to listen to. But actually, forgiveness, is in, in this guy's thinking, is insane, Loving your enemies is insane, and this guy's teaching doesn't make any sense. Of course it doesn't make any sense to a natural man. It's a whole new way of living, living in Jesus. And I was glad that I listened to it. It made me so glad that I'm not a disciple of Friedrich Nietzsche. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I have hitched my wagon to Jesus, and I'm going to stick with Jesus. Nietzsche died, and he stayed dead. Jesus died and he rose from the dead. I'm going to choose love over selfishness. I'm going to choose being a servant over trying to lord it over people. I'm just I believe I'll just follow Jesus. But in order to follow Jesus, we have to humble ourselves, which is against humanity. I know as a pastor 100% humility is supernatural. It's not natural. Most people, including me, and I've been this way and can be this way, most people don't know half as much as they think they know. And we can't learn when we think we know everything. We have to humble ourselves and receive from God and allow the Holy Spirit and allow the Word to transform our thinking. I know Christians think they're following the Lord. They want to join a militia and shoot people. <laughs> you know, come on. Come on now. <clears throat> Talking about if someone comes to their door wanting you know, certain they're gonna shoot them. Like, where'd you learn that from Jesus? <laughs> Where did you learn that? Now, if you're gonna follow after Jesus, you have to humble yourself and, and receive from the Lord. You know, faith. It takes a lot of humility to walk in faith because you're walking. So a child is 100% teachable because they know they don't know everything, and they're believing what their mom and dad are teaching them. They're believing what their teachers are teaching them. That's why you go to China, the kids believe different about things than American kids believe. You go back in the 1950s in this country, and the things that the kids were being taught then— they believe different than the things kids are being taught now because kids are teachable. They come to you with a blank slate, and they're taught. That's how we need to be with the Lord. We need to come to the Lord and open our hearts and our minds to the Scriptures and to the Holy Spirit. Very humble, okay, so, so that we can receive. Another thing about a child is a child is dependent. And if we're going to... That's how, you know, Jesus walked in absolute... dependency on the Father. Jesus said about himself over and over again I can do nothing without the Father. I don't do my own will, but I do the will of him who sent me. I don't seek my own way, I seek the way of him who sent me. I can't do anything without the Father. There's one place that said he could do no mighty miracles there because of their unbelief. Jesus was completely living in dependence on his father. It says, the scripture says he was cast on him from his mother's womb. He was dependent on the father. They were trying to kill him when he was a baby. They were trying to wipe him out from the beginning. The devil was after him from the beginning. He was dependent. So a child is teachable, 100% teachable, and a child is dependent on their mom and dad, on other people. When that baby's born, it, do, it doesn't get anything that mom and dad don't provide for them. So if we want to be uh, great in the kingdom, we have to become converted. We have to humble ourselves and become like a child. Isn't that beautiful? Then he goes on and he says, now... Whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it will be better for him that a millstone will hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses, for offenses must come, but woe to the man by whom the offenses co- offense comes. So I really I used to think he was talking about the kids here, like if you offend a kid, and there is truth. That is a part of what he's saying, if you offend a little one. But he's talking about a little one someone that humbles themselves to be taught by the Lord, someone that's 100% teachable and they're under the Lord, someone that's humbled themselves and they're living dependent on the Lord, you come in and you offend one such little disciple, it'd been better for you not to be born. Man, that gives me pause. How do I treat baby Christians? What am I teaching baby Christians? How do I act around fellow believers? Am I offending? Am I pushing for my own way? Am I pushing for my own rights? Am I wanting to be served or have I come to serve? What's my heart attitude? Jesus warns us not to offend this little childlike disciple that's come to him. He even says it'd be better if you weren't born. That should give us a little bit of humility, how we treat one another. That's why Paul says we should submit ourselves one to another. I'm a pastor, but you know what? If someone in my congregation says they want to do so, I had an episode this weekend where uh, someone wanted to do something in the church. I absolutely, in my natural being, did not want to give them their way because I had a different way. They weren't a leader in the church, anything And yet the spirit inside of me said, no, you you let them do it their way. And That's not what I wanted, right? And and there's a lot of dying to self when it comes to following Jesus. And uh, even as Jesus said, whoever wants to be greatest in another text, he says, you have to be the servant of all. He said, the greatest among you is the person that serves. So if you want to be a leader in the body of Christ, you want to be a great Christian, Honestly, we have to learn to serve one another. We have this idea, I'm going to be an apostle, everybody's going to buy my tapes, and everybody's going to think what a great Christian I am, they're going to come to my conferences, they're going to give me a lot of money. Listen, all that stuff may happen, that may be God's plan for you, and if it is, praise God, man, more power to you, but that should not be your motive. Your motive should never be self-promotion. Your motive should never be self-glory. Let God exalt you. You humble yourself. And God will do the exalting. You're, uh, I like what Andrew Murray always says. He says, hey, let's go low. He says, it's not our problem that we have not gone low enough. It's not our problem that we have not humbled ourselves. Let's go down." Sink down into the meekness and humility of Christ. Rise up in resurrection power. Paul was very meek. He did did a lot of threatening in some of his letters to the Corinthians. But he said, when I was among you, I was meek. I was timid. I was meek. He said, I don't want to come to you with a sword. God gave me authority to build you up, not to tear you down. So this whole idea of humility, becoming childlike, and then treating one another with deference. Uh, I read last week where Paul said, uh, don't look out for your own interest only. Sometimes you've got to give in. I went on a vacation recently. I gave in. I was with my brothers. I gave in the whole trip. I don't think I got anything. I went went my way. I was giving in constantly. I want to, Brian, where am I at? I got one more thing I want to share here and. I'm at 14? Okay, I got to cut there. Okay, so, wow, I I rambled on for 14 minutes. (laughs) Okay, praise God. (laughs) So, we need to become childlike, 100% teachable, and 100% dependent on God. Then we need to turn and make sure we're not offending our brothers and sisters. We'll pick up right there next week.